Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Okay, let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Craving some intellectual stimulation? What if there was a place you could always go when you needed to expand your mind? A place where head trips were treated like destination resorts. Welcome to Open Loops, a theme park for your intellect and imagination. I'm your host, Chief Looper and Curator of Experience, Greg Bornstein. You are in for a treat. I love this episode because it was uh, the only way I could get this guy on the air was to take a phone call. So this is the closest I got to experiencing the classic radio show, late night paranormal radio. And we have a caller. Uh, This caller just happens to have quite an interesting story. And well, check it out. Uh, if you like Open Loops, please do subscribe in iTunes or Apple Podcast. Rate and leave a review. It always helps. You're going to love this episode. I present Robert Emerson and a story unlike any other I've ever heard. Awesome. Hello, Robert Emer. Well, can I say your full name? Are you Are you okay with that, Robert? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, like, care, right? Who knows? I mean, yeah, different people have different levels of comfort. I, well, well, you know what it is. I don't care what other people think. Yeah. Well, look, you know me I mean? and Robert Emerson on open loops. We are we're gonna really go into this is sort of like a quick last minute thing that uh, happened, but I really want to hear your story. Thank you for coming on and, and sharing a little bit of it today. Yeah, sure. I'm glad to be here. 
Awesome. So, Robert, the thing that caught my attention was you were talking about, you know, um, how you have a spiritual activation in uh, that, that you work with people to help get them in contact with their spirit guides. And then I reached yeah. out to you and said, you know what, you seem like a good interview guest. And then you said, I've been abducted by aliens. Yeah. So... Even yeah, well, that's not that's not my usual response to people. Okay, <laughs> okay that's, that's just part of what's happened to me. But I was trying to give you a rundown of what I do. You know, I, I've I've been regressing people into previous lives. I hook them up with their spiritual guides. I teach them how to interpret their dreams. Yeah, and in the midst of all, I've seen some of my own previous lives. Okay, I mean, everything I'm talking to you about are things I experienced. That's amazing. That's amazing. I don't tell you anything. It's not some video I saw or some book I read. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's very popular right now. I mean, I think in general, I don't know if you've seen this, Robert, but New Agey kind of stuff, I guess they would call this the New Age and, and sort of like occult stuff is very popular right now, yeah. even among like, you know, the millennials and the influencers crowd. But I really love talking to people that have been doing this for as long as you have because – you know, like, I go to used bookstores, and I go to the, like, occult section, and I feel like that's where that's where the magic of all this stuff is. Um, so I feel like you, you've definitely, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for, you said regression for, like, 40 years? 40 years, yeah. I started doing this back in the 70s. Wow. So what happened? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you real quickly. Please, tell me the whole thing. Okay, now, well, first, I'm a combat Purple Heart Vietnam veteran, all right? So I've done the war thing, wow. all right? And um, I also started three companies on my own, so I've done the business thing, all right? So what happened was a friend of mine had a business, and he got divorced, and he had an alcoholic thing, and he had to lose his business, and so he took off for a while. And when he came back, I invited him out for dinner and, you know, buy him some drinks, of course, right? And uh, he told me that he had met a guy. The guy's name was Ross Peterson. He was an Edgar Casey-type channel. Mm. Now, and Ross and I became very close friends. But he met this guy, Ross Peterson. He told me all about previous lives. And, of course, at the stuff, I was, you know, I had credit cards and cars and convertibles and Mercedes, and I was fine, you know? Yeah. But... But the next day, I called him up and said, look, you know, I really apologize for not listening to what you had to say because we're close friends. You know, being open-minded is so important, you know? Yeah. And so so I went to see him the next day, and the son of a gun regressed me into a previous life. Wow. Well, i got to tell you, that blew my mind. Yeah. That blew my mind. <laughs> what what happened? Like, what was the mind-blowing well, about no, it? Well, I, I was, well, first, you, the fact we even have them. Yes. Number one, right? And, and what does that mean? If we have previous lives. What does that mean? Yeah. And are you, you know, you know because because I, I, I'm kind of curious, do you know, like, how much of it was, uh, because you know what happened. I mean, obviously, you lived through it. I didn't even live through it. The 80s with false memory syndrome and people started getting on these paths. Oh, like I don't care about crap about, I don't care what people think, to be honest with you. Everything but, I tell you is, is what I personally experienced. Do you think this man led you direct, like, was oh. he leading the experience, or did you just no. bring up stuff let organically? Me, let me tell you something. In the 70s, I became a hypnotist. Mm. Another thing I do. I've been doing it for 40 years. I've regressed thousands of people into previous lives. I could take you into one. Wow. Everybody has them. Yeah. Everybody has them. Now, I've seen some of my own, thousands of people into them. And trust me, the one thing you don't do is lead people. 
For instance, when I'm taking self-life experience, I will ask them to go to the entrance of their home. Right. Now, what if I said go to the door of your home and they live in a teepee? Or they live in a cave? Or they're right. living on a beach? So I know all about leading questions, okay? Trust me, this is real. Yeah. This is yeah, not, this is not a, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Okay? I had one experience one night. I was sleeping and a voice came in my head. These are my spiritual guides. And they told me we're taking you into a previous life. Now it didn't wake me up, but I was conscious of what was going on. Next thing mm. I know, there's black as charcoal sitting on this throne with gold all over himself. And the guy looked dynamite. You know, he's all buffed out. <laughs> he's got yeah, all over yeah. himself. And I'm on this, it's like a stone throne, right? And there's a woman sitting next to him on a, a, a throne that's smaller, and she's black as charcoal, and she's got beautiful gold all over her. And I lean over, and I'm saying to her, what a pain in the ass the white people are. Oh. That's what I remember from that experience. Now, what happened was that I was Nubian. Yeah. And Nubia is in Upper Egypt, and they were they were a black race. And they became right. pharaohs, and they became involved. And I wasn't a pharaoh, but I was a uh, uh, consultant. It was Amenhotep III, King Tut's father. Now, interestingly, uh, the girl I was living with at that time, she could channel, and she could go back into previous lives and see them as clear as day. I mean, she'd see the dust on the counter. Wow. And she, she was speaking Egyptian to me when she was there, and she told me, yeah, the Egyptian language was beautiful, really beautiful language. And she yeah. was telling me that, she says, she said, you're here and you're black. And so we get into, I get into a discussion with it, and she was there also. And then people that came to me over the, automatically went back to that time. Wow. Wow. With that pharaoh. Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, so you're telling me this is multiple, multiple people in, so you're, you're taking multiple yes. people into a regressed state and they're all just somehow. And they all, for the next two weeks, they all automatically went back to that period of time of Egypt. Wow, wow. Now, you, now, you don't hear about honestly, that Honestly, it doesn't matter. Or at least it's I really no, no, this is good. I know, this no, no, but really it's, it's no big deal, okay? <laughs> this is the, you want the big deal? This is the big deal. Yeah, please. You are a spiritual being. You wow. entered into plane on this earth and are occupying the body that you are now in. Your physical body dies easily, and it will. But your spirit is eternal. Your physical body is of earth. Your spirit is not. Even the... God sent his only son to earth, right? Mm, so what does yeah. that mean? What does that mean? God, good, is of the, I don't know. God is of the universe, not just our planet. Extraterrestrials know all about God. They know love is the greatest aspiration in the universe. Wow. We're all part of a big picture. We're all part of a big picture. Yeah. We're not we're not here on earth and they're out there. God is somewhere out there in the universe. We're all in it together. I love that. I love that. I well, think that's, that's a big, big deal, isn't it? I think it's a huge deal. I wonder how that goes over for you <laughs> in conversation. Oh, for me. Well, 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 you tell, well people, I'm, I'm talking to people who believe me it goes over real well. 
Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. See, the people I attract online, uh, they read my posts. You've seen some of my posts, right? I have. I have. I, I think you're They're definitely... They're pretty cool, aren't they? Aren't they cool? Yeah, no, they definitely speak to something that's a little... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, i got to tell cool you, that guy, comes from... Man. Well, you know what happens? Like A lot of times I go into what I call the zone. It's a yeah. zone, and the information just flows through me. And right. And sometimes afterwards I look at what I did, and I go, oh, my God, that's really good. I can't believe I just did that. But that's the way it is. Yeah. You know no, I mean? wait a minute. Do you think like this, when did this, did you have a moment that was kind of an awakening into these ideas? Like, were you a good Catholic schoolboy and then you became this? No, no. Or, like, I how did this happen? Me? Like, when I was a, my, my mom took me to church. You kidding me? I was a kid. They make you kneel down, stand up, kneel down, stand up. They're talking in, in some language I didn't understand, you know, some foreign language, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and who the hell knows what's going on? Meanwhile, I see these little kids up there with these. I'm growing. I don't like the looks of this. These little boys in these white dresses, and he's drinking wine. I don't like the looks of this. I, I even I'm like nine years old. You know, right? this yeah. doesn't look good to me. Something's wrong with this picture. He's dressed in black. They're in little white things. And I don't get it. You know. Right. But organized right. religions. I'll tell you about organized religions. They're people that wear their belief system on their sleeve. Hmm. That they put on the robe. Now look at did Buddha do that? Hell no. Did Krishna do that? Hell no. Did Jesus Christ do that? Hell no. But what are they doing it for? Right. I mean, if these are the heroes, this is what they're aspiring. Well, why aren't they up there in simple clothing? Even Gandhi wore wore homespun. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these were guys you, today, they got... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, were you talking... When you were, like, at Vietnam, were you having conversations about this kind of stuff with people? No, hell no, because I, I didn't really start... To, I didn't start getting into this till I got back from Vietnam. It was probably in my 20s somewhere. But I can tell you this. I, mean, I got wounded in Vietnam. Yeah. And, but I had a really bad feeling while I was there that something dark was coming. And I lost part of my leg. And, but that wasn't it. That was not the dark feeling I had. And about a few weeks later, I was in Japan, and my company must have really ran into some stuff because a lot of guys got shot up. So, you know, it's kind of funny. Stepping on the landmine probably saved my life. Oh, interesting. Well, look, I was going to, you know, uh, thank you for, for your service anyways. Oh, um, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and, I was and, drafted. I was drafted. <laughs> I yeah. didn't volunteer. Right. My, parents, my father was in World War II. All my uncles were, so I went. So, so, so to, to get back to kind of your your spiritual journey, like you you talked to this guy, you started getting into regret. You got past life. Uh, you experienced a past life regression. Yeah, yeah. And then, I was a slave dealer. I was a slave dealer out of New Orleans. A sl- oh, we were you were sailing, okay. Yes, that makes. Yeah, sense. I was on this big sailboat, and I was I was on the front of it, and we were sailing into New Guinea. Now, when I came out of that regression, I didn't even know where New Guinea was. Wow. I thought near Australia or something. felt that way, you know. We were sailing in. Let me tell you about previous lives because you've never experienced one yet. See, I should do this all with you so you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you experienced I'm, a previous life. I'm pretty scared. I'm pretty scared of that kind of level of progression. Well, I'll drop I... your fear. Don't, don't live by fear. Don't live by fear. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, you want to get involved? Get involved. Don't talk about it. Live it. So, uh, yeah, oh, so boy. we're sailing in, in, into New Guinea. And we get there, 
and this course just just so you don't have time to make it up. You know, when they make up a, a, a they're making a movie and they, they have a stage and it's set in the 1800s, they spend months putting that stage together so everything is of the period. Not yeah. one thing on that stage is not of that period. When you go into previous life, you're just there. You don't have time to think about it. Everything around you is just there. Wow. Holes. There's no paved roads. You don't have time to think about all that. I'm it's just there. You are there. There is a difference between like a hypnotic hallucination and actually like experiencing something and even firsthand viewing it from that Well, world. that's I mean, what you have to do. You have to experience it. Now, look, I'm a hypnotist. I did it for 40 years, all right? I know all about hypnosis. This has nothing to do with hypnosis. Oh, nothing. can somebody because access see, a past life without hypnosis or, like, astral projection? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you, you see, it's not really hypnosis. I, I don't really use hypnosis to do it. Right. I think basically what you, what happens is I take you into a dream, a daydream level. Mm. And then I just ask you what happens next. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's go to when you were five years old in that lifetime. What are you doing? I take people right through the whole lifetime. Ten years old, 15 years old, sitting having breakfast. What do you do for work? Let's go to your wedding. Boom, there's a wedding. What does your wife look like? How are you dressed? How is everybody else dressed? How is that marriage? Let's go to something that happened to you in that lifetime that has directly affected you in your present one. Mm. And that's when the shit starts to happen. Can you tell the difference between someone actually experiencing it and somebody just making it up? Oh, yeah, right away. How often would you say that happens? Oh, a lot of people. You know... You know what a lot of people do, which is so stupid? Yeah, what do they do? Psychic. They go to a psychic, and the psychic, this all-knowing psychic, right, tells them what their previous life was. Now, you know, we have enough Cleopatras in the world as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody thinks they, they were Cleopatra. <laughs> yes, yeah, everybody thinks they're, yeah, everybody thinks they're Caesar. Yeah, they're, everybody they're, thinks they're Napoleon. Todd, the Cleopatra or, you know, Alexander the Great. And yeah, uh, he, and Alexander was a cool guy. I mean, he was cool. Did but, you know uh, him personally in your past life? No, but he, no, he was a cool guy. He was that guy was so cool what he did. I mean, I could do a show on him, but let's. So, so uh, <laughs> I was going to say, who would people, he, Go ahead, go ahead. A lot of people, um, they don't have a clue. They just don't have a clue. I go on some of these sites, and I'm, I. I Posting on where the hell did they get that? There's some book they read or a video that they saw or they're in yeah, a what, are most, what are people getting wrong about past life? Uh, everything. Past life? Everything. What's a great example See, right now for all my well, listeners? I, I want to know I'm how getting, you tell le- legit versus fakes. Well, first, I start asking them if they experienced it. Now, if they tell me they were told about it, then I know it's all crap. Hmm. It's just like when you when you're abducted by aliens, all right? Because I've had that happened to me, and my whole family had it happened to. I know what an abduction is. I know what happens. So if they start telling me that they had this giant thing chasing them in the field, that's bull. That's crap. That's not real. There's no fear. There's no fear. Yeah. Imagine that. There's no fear. 
where did how I really I mean look I really have to learn about this abduction abduction story for you and your family was it all of you guys at the same time or different times Yeah no I'll tell you what happened it was really interesting we lived in a little town called Middleton Massachusetts about 28 yeah. miles north of Boston there were more cows there than people Okay so there was, totally. there's no strategic value in this place cow pastures cows and us. Yeah. Place to grow up. You had swimming holes, you know, just the greatest place to like to grow up. Totally. And uh so what happened there, interestingly, I, I it wasn't until I got older that I realized what went down. See, back in the sixties nobody talked about it. Hmm. I'll give you an example. My father and my little sister saw a UFO across the at treetop level, right there. Neither one of them ever told anybody. Nobody. Ooh. What? Now, now, and I'm telling you, and I went, I took my father to see the Close Encounters of a Third Kind by Spielberg, and he yeah. didn't even mention it then. Now, wow. now, and I asked my sister, I said, did, did you and Dad? She says, yeah. She told me, me and my friends used to go alien. The alien, sorry, alien, alien hunting. Alien hunting. Yeah, we saw a UFO, they, they used to go alien hunting, her and her little friends. Wow. Why? Isn't that, was it, that seems crazy that it was, it, it almost seems like it was more, like, why was it happening so frequently in Middleton, Massachusetts? Oh, well, it was, well, it, it was happening a lot on my street. I yeah, why your area? Like, what's I going found on? That, well, there's no, well, let's put it this way. When immigrants come to this country from another country, and let, let's say that they go to Chicago, and then their relatives come to Chicago. And then their relatives' friends come to Chicago. And in the end, there's a whole community of Germans living somewhere in Chicago. And you ask yourself, why did they, how did they all get here? Right? Yeah. Well, it's not that difficult, is it? And then on the other hand, understand, the aliens, these extraterrestrials, are spiritual beings in their physical bodies just like us. Wow. So these abductions are not by accident. They don't come from somewhere out in the great beyond to pick somebody up going down a dirt road. And events. And I can tell you something else. I've worked with people who've had abductions in this lifetime, and I've taken them back into previous lives where they had them too. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no accidents. There's no coincidences. But this is like, you know, I mean, this seems like such a concentrated, like they are, what was it about your, um, you said it was oh, your okay. little sister, well, okay. right? Well, well, yeah, well, that was just my sister, my father. My mother was coming home with, no, she was in the hospital. I just found this out about seven years ago. She never mm -hmm. said a word about it. She was, and she was in the hospital having a back operation. Yeah. And so she finally opened up. And, uh, yeah, she was coming home with groceries on our street. And because my mother's, you know, one girl, Salem Mass, you know. And right. uh, she sees this thing, this big thing out in this field that wasn't there on her way to the groceries. Right. And she thought it was something they put there to so the cows could get water or something. Because she doesn't know. My mother, you know, what does she know? So, of course, I don't want her to hear that. But uh, um, she's 90 now, so she still loves me. So right, she, right, stopped. Right. she drove by it and she stopped and she backed up beings around it on the outside on the uh, outside of it. What? Now, now let me tell you something. That close, 
you're abducted. She doesn't know it. I'd have to take her. I'd have to put her under. See, what happens is when you have these experiences, yeah, um, you, you don't remember them. So I have to take you to get past that little block. Or you might have a few conscious memories, but but not a lot. So that is was that my something mother. the aliens is that something the aliens are doing? I've never understood why it has to well, go subconscious, well, or is that the human brain it, can't process it? Yeah, like yeah. Well, you know what it is. You know what it is. I think a lot. Of you're not ready yet. Mm, not ready. To fully comprehend it all. There's def that's definitely part of it. That is absolutely part of it. Um, now, my brother, I talked to my brother, and he remembers having conversations with uh, beings from beyond, but he thought he was he was smoking marijuana. He thought he was coming home with his friends. He said, I, I talked to him about this a few years ago. And uh, he said, well, was it, I think it was the marijuana I was smoking. And I said to him, well, you've smoked marijuana in other places. Did it happen there? He said, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay. I mean, I'm, you know the Dover Demon? Dover, Massachusetts, where I'm from, you know that whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard something about Dover. Yeah. yeah. People, I mean, everybody's like, oh, uh, well, of course, it's been spotted multiple times, but the big criticism is, well, it was the 70s, and those guys driving were on, were they were oh, doing yeah. drugs. No, 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 no. You know, it's really interesting. Um, to see, unless you've been abducted, you don't get it. Yeah, I really don't. It's no, but, and, and I don't even get I'll it from the outside. Example. I read books about oh, that's it and okay. I don't get it. No, no, forget books. You have to experience <laughs> things. You have to experience them, man. They have to be... Do you? Oh, why do they come to? You? I, I, I just don't understand why they came to your neighborhood and why. Okay, like... well, well, there was a so, there was so much activity in my neighborhood. It was unbelievable. Now, what I did was there's a a site on on uh, Facebook called Remember in. This is people that grew up in Middleton. You can't oh, get on yeah. it unless you came from Middleton. So I put a post in there. I said, does anybody remember having any UFO experiences in the 60s and 70s? I got a huge response. Really? People all over the town. Yeah, that I got is... all kinds of response. Now, I also got responses where people were laughing at me, yeah, laughing at people that, that were, you know, rednecks that were saying, oh, you know, you've drank too much moonshine or whatever, right? <laughs> yes. But, you know, because you're always going to run into that. There's no getting around it. You're always going to run into that. People fear what they don't understand. But there were enough people like you, oh, your but, mother, your oh, dad, you and sister, me? who experienced these things. I was going to go up there. I live in Florida now. I was going to go up there, rent out the library, and get them all together and have a big show. Have everybody come to the library and talk about their experiences. There wow. was that many people. Does anybody have any technology that they recovered or any like anything that's evidence, like physical evidence that you know of? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's things about crashed UFOs. That's possible. I mean, the government knows they're there. I mean, you know, I, I was talking to a woman uh, down here in Florida, in Wellington, yeah. and her and her, her friend were abducted one afternoon, and then they were abducted again about three hours later, and it scared the hell out of them, her memory of it. Mm. They went to the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department separated rooms. Two guys from the Air Force showed up. So, you know, this stuff is pretty well known. It's, yeah. it's known. I have talked to physicists at Oxford, at MIT, without naming names. They know about the propulsion systems and how they work. This stuff is, is known. It's yeah. Not a big secret. Yeah, they've harnessed gravity. 
That's why they can sit there and just hover. They don't burn fuel. They use fossil fuels. They're kind of gravity. Wait, gravity so uh, Robert, I need to know about your first-hand encounter. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just okay. need to know. Well, like, oh, right. Let's hear, well, like, let, I want to know what you, you saw. Let me tell you about the abduction that I had, okay? Yeah. And this is this is crawling. Yeah, there, there, there was a Betty and Bonnie Hill one. I don't of know if course, you remember that one. New Hampshire. They had the same experience I did. Huh. But I have a friend that knew them, and he's a he's a detective in Mass, and he knew them. He's like in his late seventies, and in my experience was the same thing they had. I was this was in Vermont. This was not in Middleton. Mm. Now I had ones earlier, but this is in Vermont. I'm with a friend of mine that I've known since I was five years old, and we used to joke and laugh. That's all we did was joke and laugh all the time. We could play off each other. Yeah, you were going west. We go up the hill. Now there's just trees around. We get to the top of the hill, and there's a light. It's during the day. There's a light that is so bright, I can't see the road anymore. In fact, all I can see is the inside of the car. But it didn't hurt my eyes, and I wasn't afraid, so I had to stop. Mm. So then I look over at my friend Bobby, and he's he's talking to somebody. Now, I'm the driver. If that was the police, they'd be talking to me. He's, he's a passenger. He's talking to someone, but I can't see who they are because I can't see outside the car. Wow. And I said to him, I says, what are you guys talking about? But there's no fear. Next thing we know, we're driving down the other side of the hill, and it's an hour and a half later. And we, and we both look at each other and say, what in the hell was that? So we drive back to the top of the hill. There's nothing there. But what I was going to do uh, a few months back, uh, I, I'm a hypnotist, and I have a friend of mine that she's a real in hospitals to hypnotize women that are giving birth so they don't need medication. They just give the birth. And yeah. so she knows what she's doing, and she's open to this. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to have her hypnotize me, take me back to that experience, film and record it, and give a very detailed moment-by-moment um, discussion about what happened for that whole hour and a half. That would have already been done if it wasn't for this damn pandemic. Now, this happened in 1967. It was this year, early this year, that I decided I wanted to find out what happened to me. So wow. what I'm going to do is I'm going to make that as a teaching tool for people. Yeah, I would so, definitely yeah, so they can, love so they to check that out. find out everything that... Because I don't care, see? If it happened to me, it happened to me. And So, so you I'll stepped go, outside, your friend is there. Take me back for a second. When you, where okay, did the, Was the abduction part of this story, or is that like a separate Oh, story? absolutely, absolutely. No, no. We're, we're in the, this is one of the abductions. We're, we're in the car. We go to the top of the hill. I have to stop because I can't see anything but the inside of the car. So we're stopped. I look over at my friend Bobby, and he's talking to someone. And I'm asking him, what are you guys talking about? That's the last thing I remember. Oh. We start, next thing we're, next thing that happens, we're driving down the other side of the hill, which is 10 minutes, five minutes away. But it's an hour and a half later. So there's an hour and a half. We go back to the top of the hill, there's nothing. That, now missing time. I've worked with a lot of people that have been infected, okay? Right. And because what happens is when you start doing it, you get a, you get a reputation for it, and people trust you when they come to you. Because everybody's afraid of getting laughed at and whatever. And, and there are some professional people that don't want to tie it to themselves, you know. 
especially people that are in position uh, like these guys at MIT and Oxford, they, they get grants. So they can't go public. Interesting. They could lose, their, they could lose their grants. These, these guys live off that stuff. So, and I've done a lot of work with people. It's always missing time. The minute I hear this missing time, what Okay, wow. so I'm going to video and record the whole hour and a half, and then it'll all be out, and people can watch the video. And the most important is, is for me, I want to know what the hell happened to me in that whole period of time. Interesting. What went down? What went down? Now, I know this is of a spiritual nature, that they're here to help. I know that. All this crop circle stuff, that's ridiculous. They don't play in cornfields and play with crops. Everybody goes, I've been to Egypt. I've been in the pyramids. They didn't build those pyramids. People built those pyramids. The Egyptians kept records of everything. They kind of carved all over the temple walls. They, I've been to Aswan where they carved. The marks are still there. Built by man. They're not going to come here from who knows where to make anything of stone. It just isn't going to happen. Did you yeah. Right. And I've done a lot of work with a lot of people, believe me, and, and it's on a spiritual level. I'll tell you one that was cute. These two women, they're in their 40s, and they go to this jewelry show every year. And they go the same way, and they always stop in at this place in Danvers, Mass. They get coffee and a muffin afterwards around 10 o'clock at night. Well, they're coming home on Route 128, one of the major roads down here, and her girlfriend turns around on the car, and there's an alien sitting in the back seat of the car. That that you don't hear about a lot. Well, it doesn't matter. This is what happened, you know. And she screams, <laughs> right? Yeah. She screams. So they get to the place to have their, their muffin. It's it's closed. Interesting. Same way, same traffic, missing time. So they came to me. And it takes people a while. They're afraid. So they came to me, and uh, I I took one at a time, took them back to the incident, it happened. They both saw it. She saw it. And uh, so it was It was a valid experience. But I, I, I never went quite further with it as to what happened. You know, they, they were on board the vessel, and I don't know what happened to them there. But I had a friend of mine who lived in Middleton, and his daughter was in the 10th grade. And she was uh, next to her in Trossel, Mass. It's 15 minutes away. She was driving home from a girlfriend's. And, and in later afternoon, she got home, it was dark, and my friend, her father, was angry at her because she just got her license, and um, he didn't want her driving at night. So she, she's confused. She calls up her girlfriend. The mother says, oh, she went to bed an hour ago. Right. So now she's confused. So she came to me eventually. We go back to the thing. She's on her way home. This The vessel at treetop level. She stops. They come out. They're talking to her. And they told her it wasn't time. Now, I don't know what that's about, but that's what they told her. It wasn't time. But I'll tell you the effect it had on her. Up until then, she was extroverted in high school. Yeah. After that, she was introverted because she couldn't believe her own eyes. She couldn't what? believe it. And did everybody everybody notice this? Everybody noticed this. Well, she she told me. I mean, we I went through this with her. You know, I went. Through, this was a side effect of the experience. She couldn't believe her own eyes. Now her father, <laughs> he 
he's a scientist for Sylvania, right? Mm. And I used to play cribbage with him. So I'm talking to him about previous lives. He thinks it's all baloney. Well, right. he gave it a try. Took him back. He goes into a previous life. Sees everything as clear as day. And uh, it blew his mind, of course, because now his old scientific belief system got turned upside down. And uh, this was a lifetime real quick. He's in some western town. Guns drawn. Some guy comes flying out of this alleyway on a horse, and there's a gunfire, and he shoots the guy off the horse. Right. Meanwhile, it's a, meanwhile, it's a dirt road, wooden buildings, no telephone. Why? See, this instantaneously, as if you walked onto a a movie lot of gun smoke. You don't have time to put that all together. You just don't have time to do it. Now, I took him into a number of lifetimes, but he had one ex- interesting. This beam of light, this is the scientist, buddy, comes through his window, turns into some kind of a life form, and is talking to him, and tells him not to tell me what they're talking about. Then turns back into this this round orb, goes through the window, and he saw he he lived on five acres of land. And he told me what amazed him was he could see that light going through the woods. So I asked him, "What did he say?" I said, "You can tell me he's gone." He would not tell me. The guy went to his death not telling me. Now, see, I'm used to this stuff, so it's okay. <laughs> But you gotta understand, this is a, this guy was a scientist was, yeah, yeah, he didn't believe in any of this stuff, but see, stuff happening to people around me when I start working with them, see? I start opening up other dimensions, you know? Yeah, no, wait a minute, so this is very, so, so, so back to you for a second, in terms of your experience, um, you know, because the commonality with these things is that people don't seem to consciously recall the actual experience. I mean, do you remember being on the ship at all? Like, like what no, tangible? Ab- nothing. Absolutely not. But that's going to come out. Yeah. Because I'm going to go back and I'm going to go over that whole hour and a half of lost time, and that's going to come out. How and do you? It's is going to be very descriptive. Do you know in your gut that you were actually brought onto this ship, or do you have any well, other? Yeah, kind of they wouldn't have left us in the car for an hour and a half. Do you stay in your physical body, and do they just take like a spiritual? I think of you? I think I think your spirit can go. I think you can go physically both ways. Because see, at night when people are dreaming and, and they and they're having a dream that they're flying, they've yeah. actually left their body. They've astrally projected out of their body. Do you think the dream world in general is uh, insight into another dimension or a higher dimension? Well, your spirit exists in one dimension, it is non-physical, and your physical body exists in another. Now, there are many dimensions in the universe. And it's so silly, because here, scientists here are using radio waves. They're trying to see if there's life in the universe, using those big, huge things. Yes, they don't yes. Use, they don't use radio waves. <laughs> they don't use right. radio waves. That's a good point. That's why, that's... They, that's why out there. the universe is teeming with communication. They don't use radio waves. Let me tell you something else which is interesting. Back in the 60s, uh, when I first got back from Vietnam, I bought a big school bus, took all the seats out, put the highway on the back, bummed around the country for a couple of years going. So I was doing some LSD at a rock festival, and I was with three other people. We were all communicating telepathically. 
with because of LSD or just because of yes, it opened up the door. I mean that's not, that's door. why they stopped the research, right? They were starting to like kind of really delve into that, and then someone from a higher up said, "Oh, can't look at that well, anymore." Well, well, you notice with LSD, hallucinogenics, mushrooms, the Indians—they all used this to open doors. Yeah, they didn't use it so much to get high. This was a spiritual experience. Because I'll tell you one thing with the LSD. I mean, I haven't done it since then. All your walls come down. All your mm. fears come down. Henry did a, uh, a thing was on TV. Where he was using LSD at the end of his life. Who, who was it again? Sorry, you, you broke up for a sec. Who, Cary, who was it? Cary Grant. Cary Grant, yes. Yeah, yeah. You can Google that. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. And what he discovered was he lived his whole life wrong. Oh, how so? Because it's all about learning to love. Yeah. So so, you, about, so he got in the pain trap, you think? Was that well, what he was doing? No, no. Well, 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 we, we're all in it. You're in it. Oh, I definitely. We're all in that stupid I'm, trap. You're in the podcast <laughs> right now. What do you think the yeah, reason I'm having right. you on for? But <laughs> I'm trying to come from a place of, well, maybe. Uh, my I, know, okay, I know. I know. No, look at Look at Look at Your intentions are good, but you're as screwed up as the rest of them. You know, and oh, wow. Too. You know? Yes, yes. We're all messed up. Yeah, we're all messed up because, see, love is the answer. Love is what this whole thing is about. And to be loving, you have to be like a child. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be out there. They have arrows shot right into your heart. And when that happened to you when you were younger, you said to yourself, this will never happen again, and you shut down. Mm, yes. Yeah. So we have right. to think as a child. We have to open our hearts. We have to be believing, trusting. And the aliens see this, you think. Well, they they have, see that humans they are... Know it. No, no, it's not just us. They know our struggles. They know what we're dealing with. Love, you know, this is this is like the Harvard University in the universe. Emotions and ego only exist on the physical level. So when you come here, because you're not from this planet, you are not from this planet. You mean everybody? Body. Everybody? Oh, everybody! Everybody's from a Nobody higher. Nobody's from planet. Earth. Yeah. yeah, and you come to this planet to learn to love, and it takes what? a thousand yeah. lifetimes, man. It takes a long time. Look at, look at. Yeah. How how old are you? I, I I'm 31. Okay, you're 31, so you're still a young guy. But you know you have things you have to work on, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, okay, well, guess what? When you're 71, you still have things you have to work on. You can't do it in one lifetime. Do you think that's true of, like, the Dalai Lama, too? Oh, absolutely. If he's in the physical, absolutely. You yeah. can't be in the physical. You cannot be in the physical and not have things to learn. That's the reason that we came here. Have you ever, do you think there's anybody that doesn't have stuff to work on? Like, was Edward K was Edgar Casey like a nice... No, husband? no, no, Casey, no, no, he was just a channeler. See, my friend <laughs> Ross Peterson, my friend yeah. Ross Peterson, in fact, in fact, I got a guy here in Florida, I'm gonna, he's going to be an Edgar Casey type channeler. I'm going to be working with him soon. Uh, he can leave his body at will, but he wow. doesn't understand, he doesn't understand any of it. He can go to the beach for the day and spend the whole day there and his body's at home. So, uh, you know, see what... Wow. Absolutely. Is that something, does he have to go into a trance to do that, or can he just, like, do it? No, no, no. Well, what I'm going to do with him is I'm going to have him leave his body, and I'm going to direct his 
uh, spiritual mind to channel the creative forces in the universe. And it'll be, he'll be another Casey. Wow. Yeah, but see, when, when somebody channels, that has nothing to do with who they are. Right. I mean, they're just being used as a vessel. They have yeah. their issues. You know, Casey was always trying to make money with what he did, and he never did. Never was able to, because it's not about money. Gold has no luster in spirit. It's not about money. How do Learning people love? Yeah, you 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 are coming from a very. I mean, look, I have to tell you, Robert, this is very. Um, you know, I mean, if I if I if I didn't think you had also like done something with these spiritual beliefs, i.e., like worked as a professional hypnotist at some level and done businesses, I would have just been like, this guy did a lot of drugs in the sixties. And, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's really funny. And Isn't just that talking funny? about peace and love, man. But at the same yeah, time, I'm also like, is that what he is? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah. so. I'm like, oh, but yeah, it yeah. sounds like you've done a lot of. Um, it, it doesn't seem like things. you've I've gone through. You've explored this for years and years and years. Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy. I've been doing this. I've been doing. I, I still do it now. I still do it with people now. Do you do this professionally? Like, do people come to you and pay you to regress them into a path? I've, I, I've never charged. I've never charged for anything. It, it, See, this, is, this is my this is my way of paying it forward. I had businesses where I made many factories and stuff like that. This was just something I did, and I still do it now. I mean, you wouldn't believe the people I'm helping all over the world. Uh, I do it now um, just to help people. Why wow. not? Now, look you, at you, if, yeah. if you learn something, let's say there's a village, and you douse. You know those guys that douse? With those little sticks and they bend and there's water there. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Okay. Dowsing. Oh, yeah, say, of course. Yeah, okay. Let's say that you have an ability to douse. And, and, and it works. In, in a lot of cases, you go to this village and there's all these poor people there that have to walk five miles to get a bucket of water. I'm not going to charge them to find a well. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to find it and say good luck to all of you. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I've asked previous guests this before, and it's something I've never understood. Why aren't there more charitable psychics out there? Charitable psychics? I don't know what that means. What, what does that mean? <laughs> what that, exactly. It's a phrase no one's ever heard of because it's a psychic well, that's willing to use their What is a charitable psychic? It's a psychic that's willing to use their gift to actually help humanity as opposed that's, to... That, well, that's what I, that's what I do. Well, that, that's what I – and that's what I'm saying you do it. I'm curious why in this movement that – or at least in this community, um, people end up – it's all like – like why, I guess, yeah, it's my question is why aren't there more psychic philanthropists? You've had a full career. Yeah. You've done your job. You've helped people. And, yeah, sure, you had a gift. And I, I get the argument from – because I know it from a hypnotist perspective, Robert. It's like if yeah. they're not going to give you the energy of trust, which some – Someone on my last show, I think, said that uh, they equated money vibrationally well, as trust. Well, a lot of times. Well, forget vibrational. That's crap. <laughs> you hate vibrations? That's, <laughs> no, it's just crap. Money vibration. Hey, give me a break. What's your relationship it's with not, money? It's not even. Um, well, I got to tell you, gold has lost its luster for me. It has. What about just money in it. general? Like, like if someone's going up and is well, like, coins. I need to make it in the world, and money, I think, is the way to do it. Like, what would you tell that person? I, I would tell them, you better make sure you're doing it for the right reasons or you're going to get the wrong result. So now we got to sit around and talk. 
Yeah, right. That's what you said about Ed, Edgar Casey. Like he like you know, wanted to sit around and talk. Well, he was trying to make money with it, but he he was a good guy. He see a lot of people that do trance don't like to do it. It's, it depletes you a little bit every time you do it. And uh, but he did a he did a lot of readings, you know. And my friend Ross did a lot of them. And um, um, that was I guess my awakening was in the seventies when I met Ross because he'd go into trance. He's channeling the creative forces in the universe, and I mean. The first time I went to him, I went to do it. He did a seminar down in Cancun, Mexico, in the seventies. Before there wasn't much there. We were in the jungle, yeah, and uh, near a pyramid. And um, um, he had a spring. We wrote down some dreams that we had. Well, I went over to him. Here he is. He he's gone. Ross isn't here anymore. His body's laying there, and, and they've taken over his vocal cords. And I go over there, and they tell me the whole dream that I wrote down. Without me saying a word, they tell me the parts of the dream I forgot, and I remembered when they said it. Then they interpreted the dream. Wait, who is so they that, for a second? You, you said oh, the creative, creative forces, creative forces in the universe. So Those you're telling me Robert's past. So wait a minute. You paint to me this picture. You're in Mexico. Is he still alive at this point, or the, or not? Oh, Ross passed away. He passed away. So what, this, what's happening was, in Mexico? In Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he. Not down there. My Sorry, friend wait, came wait, back wait. and regret. When my friend came back, he had met yeah. Ross. Came okay. back and regressed me into a previous life because regressions are so easy to do, you wouldn't believe it. And uh, uh, so I wanted to know more about where he learned that. So I contacted Ross Peterson. It'd be like calling up Ed Casey, and he told me to have a seminar in Cancun. So I went, and that's where I met him. And so you're, and when you say call. this, you're saying the actual physical body Ross you called and yeah. was doing a physical. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that he, was was a little, a, he was doing okay. a. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah, he was doing a seminar, and part of the seminar was him laying on a couch, going in, going in the trance. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, he was coming out with stuff. I mean, you have no idea. You know, when you go to a psychic and they say, "Well, yeah, Ted, who's Ted or who's that?" You know, when this guy's in trance, he can tell you. Your whole family, what street you lived on, where you moved, where you moved to again, the dream you had last night, the dream you had a month ago, what bike was your first bike. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. But more important is he can tell you things about yourself. Hmm. You know? Totally. About yourself. Well, you know what? I would say, Robert, that I feel like most of these people that pass themselves off as psychics these days, at least the ones that are really they don't have a gift are probably doing more of the because you we both know it's so easy to use vague language in hypnosis yeah, yeah, in a way that yeah. makes people oh, yeah. think you're talking about them. So I yeah. think it's more yeah, impressive I, I that this guy brought up facts than just being oh, like oh, you it, have a pain just, in your childhood. You no, know no, I mean? no, no. It's not just they wrote he wrote a book about him. They wrote a book about him, but he was in Canada and he had a woman from the States mm. and he did a reading for her in trance, a, a medical reading. And it was, she was, she had, a, she had a lot of physical problems and it was extremely accurate. It wasn't that you have a headache, it's why do you have a headache? What's causing the headache? Yes, yeah. Okay, anybody can say you had a headache, but what's causing it? See, when I work with people, I take them, I go into their subprime. The first thing I do is I stop dealing with their conscious mind. Cause having a clue. You don't know yeah. who you are. You don't know why you do things. 
Now, all of us have said, why the hell did I make that choice? Or why the hell did I make that decision? Because we don't know who we are yet, and we don't know what we're doing. So what I do is I bypass the conscious mind. I get you out of the way. And then I deal directly with your subconscious. Now we're down to business. Now we're getting into it. Now I can find out not what you do, but why. Yeah. Why do you do it? Do you think there's All a difference? Right. Just quick, quick technical question. What's, is the unconscious and the subconscious the same? Doesn't matter. Well, well, basically you have three levels. You've got the spirit mind. Okay. That's spirit. That's mm-hmm. you who entered in. Because you are spiritual. Then there's the subconscious mind. That's the soul mind in a sense. The dreams are the language of the soul. Mm-hmm. Then there is your conscious level. Now, let me t- tell you how this breaks down. Nothing happens to you physically that doesn't happen first on a spiritual level. Then yeah. it happens in, then it happens on the dream, in your, in your subconscious on the dream level. Then it happens to you physically. So that's how you, I can dream, and I do this, I can dream of something that happens in the future. Oh. How accurate? See? Like, is it like movement? Is it well, exactly I'll put it what happens? Well, I'll put it this way. One of my, I've had many of them, but one of them was years ago. I saw a number plate. And two months later, I met a girl, and that was her plate. You saw a license plate. It was a license plate, you said. All I saw was a license plate. Two months yeah. later, I met this girl, and that was a license plate on her car. Wow. So that's pretty accurate, wouldn't you say? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta have all the, you got to have all the right numbers. No, they get it exactly correct. I mean, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. What what good is it if it isn't? Well, I was going to say, That's I mean, point. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not I into minutiae. I don't do minutiae. <laughs> well, I don't no, do minutiae. Do you experience deja vu? Yeah, of course. And that's different that's, than this. No, deja, yeah, deja vu, okay, deja vu, um, can, but it, it can be a feeling of having been somewhere before, and no doubt you were. And then I will take that person, take them back to a previous life, and they'll have been there, but we'll find out how they got there, what their name was, and you can trace it. Yeah, yeah. What would you, you say to someone, it? Robert, that is like everything, all these experiences in the mind are, I guess, like, let, like let's... How would you fight back if you were to get into the ringer with like a hardcore materialist consciousness researcher? I well, I I wouldn't do that. Well, basically, you're saying to me, put the gloves on and go into a ring. <laughs> yeah, what the I hell know. am I going to do that for? <laughs> I feel first of all, I believe you could do it, or at least I'm rooting for it. <laughs> no, um, no, no, I'm not going to do. It. You know why? Because that guy is closed-minded, and he does not. He's there's no way in hell. But what I will do with him, I'll say, lend me your mind. Oh. Give me your mind. Is that the way to w- awaken everybody, you know? Uh, oh, that's what I, I've done it. I've done it. I'll take that guy into a previous life. I'll introduce him to his spiritual guys, guides. And I'll tell you sometimes, sometimes it's a previous life where a hell of a lot of crap went down. And that mm. big bad guy is laying on that couch bawling like a little girl. Wow. How often have you seen that scenario right. in your career? Want to hear a good example? This, this yeah. is a beauty. I understood what the hell I was up to. You know, I'm a hippie running around on the school bus for a few years, and I stopped yeah. businesses. And, and then he worked for the post office, and they're working. Well, he had a, a friend of his that was a deacon in some church. 
so I don't know for nothing. And he calls me up and he says, uh, I have a friend that would like to try what you're doing. I said, sure, I'll come over. So I go over there. And so he lays down on the couch and I take him into a previous life. And the poor guy in that lifetime, he had a, a, a very young daughter that was, uh, had a really bad handicap. Really bad. And he bawled. And he bawled. Now, when I have somebody in that lifetime, they have got to feel this pain. Okay? Now, in this lifetime, he had no children. Wonder why. He bawled. Mm. He bawled. He bawled. Guy, you know. But, the, you know, you've got to, One of the biggest things in life is you must allow yourself to feel the pain. Yeah. You've got to open yourself up to feel that pain. Totally agree. So, totally agree. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's the only way that you're going to free yourself. So, you know, of course, when I take them out of a lifetime, I make sure absolutely they remember everything, every feeling, every thought, everything they saw. So a few months later, my father calls me up and tells me he was there to debunk me. He was doing a favor for my father hmm. at some church to debunk me, to fix me. Yeah, right. But see how see how it works? Yes, yes. They're trying to do it. They think their own well, but insecurity okay, but, but, is what's... But, yeah. I know, but, but listen, already on a spiritual level, this was set up. By whom? I didn't know. Well, it, everything happens first in spirit. Then yeah. in mind. Yeah, but this was like, nothing happens to you by accident. You, you know that, right? Is there a higher... Uh, is it one collective mind that is shaping this for everybody, or is it like a council well, of people in the sky? Well, 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 let's not get too cuckoo about it. So let's... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's too cuckoo for this interview? Well, I want to keep it crazy. simple. A lot okay, of people okay. think there are councils everywhere, and you can't even buy a candy bar without them saying it's okay. But, you know, there's, there's God in the universe. Okay. 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 God is pure love. Unconditional yes. love. Love without condition. Period. Beautiful. Okay. Now, we were given free will. Now, God's not male or female. In spirit, there's no gender. Um, so, well, which means God stays out of it. He doesn't get involved. You have choice. Hmm. You have free will to do what you choose. So as far as this council stuff and stuff, don't forget about that. All right, but this is this is this is what happens before yeah. you you were in spirit before you you hovered over your parents. Full well knowing the DNA you were going to inherit. Full well knowing about the social aspects of moving into that home in that neighborhood at that time. Now that gets involved with karma, and you could do a whole show on karma. So, God simply stays out of it. So we're down here, and we have to work it out. Responsibility for our actions. Yeah. We have to be grown-ups. We have to be grown-ups. Now, the whole purpose of coming here is to learn to love, to be loving in your thoughts, in your actions, to look for and you bring the best in yourself out, try to be the best person you can every day. Those are major, major strengths. Major. Yeah. See, it's easy when someone hurts you to get angry. That's usually what happens. 
and you bury the pain inside you, and it festers in there. And one of the things when I work with people is we go in there and we dig that pain out, and they feel it and they're going to cry. Yeah. And they, ha- and they have to go through it. Because I can do this in one sitting. Psychiatrists uh, try to do it in 10 years. I can do it in, in one hour. Oh, I think this stuff is amazingly and, powerful. And we dig that, and we dig that pain out. And now I see they're, they have adult eyes now. One woman was coming to me. She was going to come to me once a week for like two months. And see, of course, I'm talking to her subconscious mind. She's, she's out of the picture. And the, her subconscious is telling me she's going to come every week for, you know, for like two months. I said, okay. So then, you know, one of the experiences that we went back to when she was there, she was like five years old. She's playing in the campground in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And her and her little girlfriend had an argument, and she turned to her girlfriend and said, I wish you were dead. The next day, the little girl Wait, you said the next day the little girl did what? She got killed in a car accident. Oh, wow. Wow. So this little five-year-old thought she did it. She made it happen. Awful. No, she does not. That affected all her decision-making in her whole life. But she doesn't remember it. But see, when I took her back to that experience and she's viewing it from adult eyes, she realizes I didn't kill that girl. So, so, and and you you worked with someone. It heals. Oh yeah, I, I didn't. And they didn't pay you. And they didn't pay you. You were doing no, no, hell no, no. I, I didn't. I have business. I had money. I had Mercedes convertibles. I, you know, I had. You were living a lifestyle. You just were interested I, in helping people with these oh, tools. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? If you learn something that's going to help people, I mean, what you are doing, you're doing to help people, right? <laughs> right. Wait, you're asking me about this podcast? You're well, you better be. You better be. I, you know what? I I, I, I might be doing I'm gonna it to come help down me there and more give than you a Florida whooping. I'm going to give you a Florida whooping. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What's a Florida whooping going to feel like? I mean, uh, you know, well, I, well, let's just say the, the Civil War is still alive. Oh, and, uh, my God. We're going to get you carpet baggers. Now, how about just Salem Reddit's on the air? No, no, look. <laughs> You're in um, trouble now. You're in trouble well, look, now. I'm doing it for the same reason that, um, you know, I, I suppose, I don't know if you ever listened to, like, Coast to Coast, like Art Bell and uh, George Norrie, no. all those guys that do these late-night no. radio shows. I'm doing it. Out of exploration of the potential of humans and the universe. I, that's my primary drive. I am, I guess what it really is, is lifelong curiosity. That's what this show is a tribute to. Let let me tell you why you're doing it. Uh oh. You're doing it so you can learn how to be a better person. Yeah. Because when you find out about all these things, how is it going to affect your life? Right. It's a good point. Um, oh, no, I I know. That's why you're doing it. But you my question is this, Robert. What if I'm, like, also trying to, I don't know, like, maybe make this my life? Like, like if there is, you know, a part of me that... There's nothing always, wrong with it. Look, if there's nothing you can make all you want, just do it for the right reasons. So you'll get the right result. Because what's amazing is that I could imagine that you were working with people and you had these other businesses. I mean, if these other businesses weren't taking off, I don't feel like you would have come from a place of, uh, you know, no, I always from a lack of integrity. No, 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 no I always would. No, no, hell no. I would always do it for nothing. But yeah. I think you could have done it for money if you I'm had not, nothing else I'm going not in on. business now. And I do it for nothing with everybody. I think that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I don't charge. You know, there's more in life than money. I know that oh, might I... be hard for a New Yorker <laughs> to understand. But no, really, there's more in life than money. There really is, you know. And, no, uh, no, of course. You know, even though the rents are sky high, yeah. 
but it's for long though. But uh, people are moving out because uh, of all that. All that. Uh, see what's going on right now? There's a pendulum in life, and it swings from one extreme to another. Always yeah. trying to find, always trying to find the middle balance, but never getting there. Right now, the pendulum is swinging way over here, and it'll swing back the other way. That's what it is. Life has changed. That's all. Do you think that's what's going to, like, uh, I think that's what's happening with uh, people moving to the suburbs, people being a little less, like, like for a while it was all technology, corporate, we're all going to be in these tight bubbles, high-end, like, like, living and lifestyle and paying tons of money to have these experiences, and now people are leaving cities and droves and trying to spend more time with the people they love in smaller groups. It's like kind of, I think it's like giving humanity back to some people that weren't there well, before. Well, you know, everybody's on their own path. And it doesn't really, I'll give you an example of karma. Okay? Yeah. This will give you a good idea of karma. Everything is based on what you think, not what you do. If mm. you think of it, you might as well have done it. See, man's law applies only when you Right? Right. Sorry, say that again. Don't get caught. It doesn't apply. Right. What law applies? Sorry, repeat that. Yeah, man's law. Man's law. The law applies. When you're caught. Right. You can go 100 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. If you're not caught, it doesn't apply. You have to get caught. Yeah. But God's, God's law applies all the time. That's interesting. So if you get and it, caught, and, and, it, and it applies from what you think, right? Interesting. Think. Now I'll give you an example. Let's say back in time, you're in a dungeon in some castle somewhere, and it's a torch going on political crap. Who knows? But some poor guy's on this rack, which is a stretch machine, and you are told to turn this wheel that will stretch that guy out into excruciating pain. If you don't do it, you'll be on the rack. Mm. Now, you're turning that wheel. You're turning that wheel. Yeah. Enjoying the, you're enjoying the screams of his pain. Okay? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt you will come back into a physical body. Be born into a physical body that is racked in pain. Oh, gosh. I don't want that, Robert. Well, you better start thinking nice things. Now, let's, <laughs> say, you're turn, let's say you're turning okay. that wheel. Yeah. And you feel compassion for that person. No doubt you will come back into a physical body that will be that physician that heals those wrapped in pain. That's nice to what hear. What was the difference? What was the difference? What was? What, what you were thinking. Mm. Not what you were doing. Yeah. What you It's all based on thought. Let's say in a previous, this is a good one. People are going to love this. Let's say in a previous life, you were that one that abused children. No doubt, you will come back to a lifetime into the body of a child that will be abused. Oh, man. I don't know why people would love that, <laughs> except for it's well, no, well, right gonna, well, talk to people that have been abused, and, 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 I'm, and I'm telling them it's because of something they did in a previous life. Oh my gosh, that's controversial. Now look, how is that going to go? Well, of course it's mind blowing. But listen, this is the reality of it. This is what's real. Everything that happens. Do you think that happens? Somebody. It happens all the time. That's it. There's no. There's no excuse. There's no way out. 
There's no so you're telling me says, everybody that's been abused as a child in a past life was likely to be an abuser. A child abuser, absolutely. Hands down. Hands oh, they down. were. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, yeah, in a previous life. Sure, absolutely, hands down. See, life is all about meeting yourself. This is wow. karma now. Okay, this is what karma is, is it doesn't think, it doesn't do anything. It just sends back to you exactly what you send to it. Look at, at it as a scale. On one side of the scale, you put your thoughts in one lifetime towards people. The other side of the scale are people's thoughts, the same ones, back towards you. The scale must balance. Mm. So let's say you would, in one lifetime, you're in the next lifetime, you're going to be that old and be complaining about it. You force your will upon people, the will of people will be forced right back at you. To the same wow. degree that you do it. This is pure justice. There are no coincidences. I'm telling you stuff that took me a lifetime to understand. Do you think it's possible for somebody to get over, like, being abused, uh, whether oh, as a child, as yeah. an adult, without oh, yeah, yeah. knowing that they were an abuser in a past life? Like, does that have to be part of the growing process? Well, if they don't, then they're setting up their next lifetime. Oh, interesting. interesting. Oh, yeah, and this is why people in your lifetimes. Of course people don't get over things. It's all about learning to love. You hold, you know something? That which you hate the most is that which you're becoming. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Imagine that. Well, look at all these preachers slamming their fists about this and pornography, and then they find out they're in New Orleans in some hotel room with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Man, I see anybody slamming their fist down. What they're slamming their fist down about, they're guilty of. Every time. Yeah. It's, see, the battle of Armageddon is within your mind. It's that side of you that wants to be good and that side of you that doesn't. There's the battle. Right, right. Making, making the loving choice or not making the loving choice. It's all about me. It's all about uh, you. It's all about us. You know what I mean? The choices yeah. that are made. Choices, choices. And see, now listen. I teach people to go into a meditation and contact spiritual guides and they have a conversation with them like we are right now. Wow. Can you imagine if I showed you a way of talking with a spiritual guide who's in spirit like we are right now? Are they, are these spiritual guides, are they an extension of you? Are they an outside no. voice oh, of absolutely, God? Oh, absolutely outside. This is how it happens. Before you physically enter this planet, before you are physically here, before your spirit leaves the spiritual world, yeah. and you come here to this planet, you make a deal with those that are going to remain in spirit while you are here on your earthly sojourn. The deal is this. They will be there to guide you, to help you, to make all the right decisions, the right choices. But you have to seek them out. Mm. Now, you're into the physical form. You're born as a baby. Right. Now, in your early years as a baby, the connection is still there. You know, the imaginary play friends, it's still there. But you grow out of it. Because your parents don't know about it, and they grow you out of it. They'll tell you, stop doing that with your imaginary friend. You know, real. Right. But, so, 
you here you have these spiritual guides that are waiting to they they are waiting to communicate with you. So all I do is hook people up with them. I do it all the time. You wouldn't believe all over the world I'm doing this. So they it's a turning point in their life. Because see now there's not a question you can't ask and get the real answer. And this is coming from within. See, the truth lies within you. That's not some slogan. Yeah. Seek. Seek and ye shall find. That's not outside of yourself. Knock and the door shall be open. That's an inner door. Even forehead, they call your temple. And you go in. So tell me this. As we're kind of like wrapping things up here, bigger picture how do aliens fit into this understanding of spiritual guides and because we're, love? Because, because we've been them, they've been us, and love is the greatest aspiration in the universe. So they're not really aliens, is what you're, you believe? No, we're all citizens of the universe. Do they look like us? Do you remember? Does anyone Hell no. Remember? No, no, they don't physically look like us, but not everybody looks the same here. But they're the same spirit spiritual source as we are well they are too and, and 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 you know if you're going to look back and talk to your family members in the abductions um it was all the same kind of story you can 100 percent say that you experience an abduction oh yeah yeah and multiple times but see i I've, i have worked with people for 40 years that did you know so this is not yeah. news for me well, Robert, Robert, where, this is really interesting. And you know what? I'm definitely, uh, as soon as you do that session, uh, with it, when, when things slow down after everything going on and we learn about your experience, uh, you know, I'd love to have you back on to talk more about that. Oh, yeah. That's going to be wild because then I'm going to learn exactly what happened to me. More of what, see, one thing that I've learned when you go back to that situation in your mind, you can communicate with them. Interesting. In real time. In real time. Wow. Wow. So that's going to be a real mind blower for me because I really want to find out what the whole thing is really all about. Yeah. So I'll tell you, what, you, you get yourself on a plane at some point. You come down here to Florida, and I will regress. You're going to whoop me? Preview. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to give you a Florida whooping. But you, <laughs> you, you get a Florida here, you know? <laughs> Florida whooping. That's right. <laughs> but no, <laughs> you come down here, and I'll regress you into a previous life. And I'll Amazing. hook you up with your spiritual guides. And it will be wow. a turning point. It will be a turning point in your life. Robert Emerson, thank you so much for coming on Open Loops. I'll let everybody know more about you. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time. And I, I really uh, I hope you come back. Oh, yeah, I'm around. You're a friend with me on Facebook, so you'll be seeing my posts. And stuff. Absolutely. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll have a better, more depth than what you're yeah, what's behind it? You know what I, I, mean? I love it. I love it. Thank you again. Yeah. Look, okay, uh, it's been a pleasure. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.